Hey, this is Lowe with Soul Harbor, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Extension Hour. I'm Amy Ressler, County Extension Agent, Family and Community Health. This is the Extension Hour. We talk about all kinds of things with Extension, our people, our programs, our partnerships. And um, I'm really excited about today because I've got an awesome guest with me. Um, And so we've been actually trying to schedule this for quite some time, Mm -hmm. but um, really a uh, very busy schedule. We're going to get into a little bit more about that. Um, but before we get too far, I do need to mention, um, so tomorrow, actually, right, March 1st? No, that's Sunday. Is that Sunday? March 1st, 2020, the fifth annual 4-H Angels Rodeo is going to happen. And that is for our special needs youth who are interested in doing rodeo-type events. So that'll be happening March First, 2020, um, 2 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. out at the fairgrounds. And if you need more information about that or you want to become a sponsor, you can call our office, um, 936-539-7825. Or also you can call the Holt Camps at 936-539-7823. Wait, that's my office number. That's not Uh, the Holt Camps number. Anyway, so, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Happy Friday. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So we, um, I just, I really want to get into the topic today because, like I said, we've been uh, trying to schedule this for quite some time. Um, So one of the things we do in Extension, my area, my main focus is family and community health. And, you know, when we talk about health, lots of times we just think about physical health. So we do a lot of nutrition kinds of things, you know, making sure you go to your doctor, preventing falls for older adults, that kind of stuff. Um, but mental health is another really important part of health and wellness. And so sometimes that's one of the things that are over overlooked. Um, so Extension has been taking more of an active role in providing mental health um, classes. So, and for us, it's really preventative. Um just to clarify, I mean, we're not necessarily mental health specialists. And my coworker, Mike McBride, was a mental health therapist previously, but right. most of the extension agents are not mental health therapists or mental health specialists. Um, we teach nutrition. We're not dietitians. We're not mental health professionals, but we can teach things like stress management, and we do a lot of classes along that lines. Um, But one of the things that has happened recently that's really exciting here in Montgomery County is the Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force. And um, through that connection, I was able to meet Sherry Burkhard. So um, Sherry, you know, I I can, I start talking a lot. Um, I want you to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you and about Mosaics of Mercy. Yes, so it's been um, a lot of fun to get to know about Texas Ag Extension. (laughs) One, because I have an Aggie, um, and (laughs) two, because I just didn't know about all the great educational programs you guys offer. So um, that's been a benefit of this task force is learning and collaborating with lots of different things in the community. Um, But who I am is uh, I am a registered nurse that has a background in psychiatric nursing, and then I am also the executive director of Mosaics of Mercy, and we are a nonprofit that has been in existence. Um, This is our fourth year, 
and we our tagline is that we're a resource hub for mental well-being. So um, that looks several different ways, but um, the three pillars we talk about is we help people navigate resources. So that's connect to counselors, treatment centers, support groups. A lot of times when someone's struggling with a mental health issue, it's really hard to, number one, even sometimes know what you need. Mm -hmm. And then number two, um, be able to find it. And so we um, help do that. And then we also uh, do a lot of speaking and education in the community. Um, I educate also through a podcast called Hope Peace Together. And then we have a mosaic making program, which is where we got our name, Mosaics of Mercy. Mm -hmm. And that's a faith-based program, experiential, um, where people come and do workshops or we take it out in the community and talk about how brokenness can be used for beauty. And it's just a different perspective and also a tangible way to let people know they're not alone. So that's just in a nutshell, a little <laughs> bit about what we do. Yeah, and we'll, we're, the, the whole show today is go, yes. going to be about mosaics of mercy, about mental health, about where to go for resources, all those kinds of things. So we've got um, a lot of things um, to cover today with some really great information. So like I said, it's awesome to have you here. And I, I just have to say, so we, we visited um, at Mosaics of Mercy mm-hmm. at your office um, a couple of months ago, I guess it's been a, it's been a little while, and um, you gave me one of those mosaic hearts, and it is on my desk, and I just love I love it. I love looking at it. It's a, it's it's a great um, symbol, uh, like you said, uh, beauty through brokenness. And so sometimes um, mental health, mental wellness is kind of misunderstood, and we think, oh, I'm broken and I can't be fixed. Right. Um, but you guys provide hope, and so with your podcast, hope right. piece together. And, and that's part of the you know, Mosaic workshops and just really everything we do. All of us that formed Mosaics have some of our, some personal story of our own with our own mental well-being and struggles around that. So I'm a person that I went to treatment when I was 15 years old for an eating disorder and um, depression and anxiety and a long list of things. Mm-hmm. And um, it was actually a nurse that made a really big impact in that journey for me. And as a result, I chose to become a nurse, but I have, I'll have 30 years of recovery in May from, I've never had another drink of alcohol and I've never um, returned to my eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of hope in that journey. And um, we all have pieces you know it doesn't it sometimes it might be our mental health sometimes um like my son struggles with he's hearing impaired well so that's not about his mental health per se Mm -hmm. but when something happens we don't expect sometimes you know we do have feelings about that and if we don't handle those it can affect our mental health so that's Mm -hmm. what some of the things we talk about is just that we it's natural for us all to have pieces right in our life and them to be then you know, come together, a lot of times those are the things that give us the passion for what we do. Right. And I think another important thing is, um, you know, sometimes we see other people and it seems like they've got it all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like when I first met you, I would have never imagined that you had the history that you had because you just, you're very impressive. You're put, well put together. You're very eloquent. And so to think that you had struggled with all of that, um, is it was sort of sort of surprising for me, but I mean, but I'm, I'm aware of you know the fact that there are a lot of people who go through a lot of things. And, you know, we could probably all share personal stories about mm-hmm. the kinds of things that we've been through and overcoming. And when you don't see people in that situation, but you see them maybe later when they're recovered, it's easy to think, oh, they've got it 
they've got it. They, they, don't, they don't know what it's like. But that's one of the great things I think about uh, Mosaic of Mercy is that they're showing that, um, you know, maybe you don't all have it together. And even if it does get kind of broken apart, you can put it back together right. in a beautiful mosaic. Um, so the other thing about mosaic, Mosaics of Mercy is that, um, like I mentioned before, the connection with the Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force. So um, I guess it was like last, well, it was actually in progress for quite some time, but last May there was kind of a task force that came together um, to really start addressing that in our county. And so another thing you can look around Montgomery County and think, oh, it's growing, it's a affluent, there's like, people don't have problems here, but... Um, here and other places. You had mentioned that you've got some statistics about kind of how mental health affects Yes, people. so one in five um, are struggling with some kind of mental health um, issue. And what's interesting about the affluent communities is a lot of times we think that would be, those statistics would be less, that it would change, um, you know, maybe because we have the financial resources to seek help or something like that. But in reality, a lot of times those pressures actually um, push those statistics up. And um, regardless of what area we live in, it's an average of when someone starts showing signs of a struggle, um, it can be about 10 years usually before someone actually gets help. Um, so that's for parents seeing something maybe going on in their kids or, you know, an adult noticing a struggle and then you know, we, we're really good at explaining things away or, mm. you know, maybe we don't know what to do, so we wait. And um, so those are just some of the numbers that really don't change regardless of where you live or, you know, anything that, you know, makes makes up, up the community. Yes. So um, I want to, later on in the podcast, I want to talk a little bit more about kind of what you've just mentioned, um, how to recognize when you need help and also where to go for help and that kind of thing. But so let's back up just a little bit, though, and tell, tell me a little bit more about how Mosaics of Mercy came into existence. You had mentioned that there's several, five of you that got together and all had experiences. We did. So we, um, we actually didn't all know each other. And um, we were connected by someone in the community who called a lunch together and just said, you know, I, I know all of you, you all have some overlap and you, you know, you don't realize it. She was actually a, a worship leader at a church. So she kind of had a platform and where she um, was able to network with a lot of people and also worked in the mental health field. And so when we got together and talked, um, we all really were seeing struggles in the community, either, you know, personally, professionally, with people navigating resources. And then also, you know, when knowing if we had had a personal struggle, how difficult it was for people to reach out to us and how isolating that felt as compared mm -hmm. to one of our founders had been through breast cancer. And so the amount of, you know, people flocking around when she was struggling with that and then the difference when her son started struggling with um, some alcohol issues there, you know, there was a vast difference in the mm -hmm. support just because people not knowing what to do. So we really felt like, okay, you know, we, we want to step out and do something. And we each, we're kind of like a mosaic. We all have different pieces that yeah. we brought to the table. Um, so one was the artistic component. One, you know, is more my nursing background and education and, and things around that. We have a grandmother who's raising her grandchild and she's our business person. You know, so mm -hmm. everybody kind of brought different pieces. And that's, um, I think, one of the great things about mosaics because, um, you know, the, in the community, that helps us connect with a lot of different people. Yeah, 
And so tell me about the area that you serve. So we really, we focus on Montgomery County. I, we do get calls from, uh, oh, like yesterday I got one from Baytown, but we typically focus on um, Montgomery County because that's where we know the resources right now the best. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of usually if it involves going to alcohol um, or some kind of substance abuse treatment or eating disorder, you may be leaving the community and we do go and visit, you know, facilities outside of our area so we know um, what there is available Um, so, and then really it's any, I mean, it's anyone who, you know, needs help navigating. So that can be, you know, someone from a church to a school to a, you know, I mean, just all, all different public health department. I mean, we get Mm -hmm. calls from, from just a wide variety. Okay. So we are going to talk a little bit more about what your current plans are and also where you're going with um, Mosaics of Mercy, kind of what the hopes are for um, that organization and a little bit more about what you guys do and what uh, people can uh, get from that. But we're going to take a little bit of a break, um, but we'll be back in just a few minutes. And this is the Extension Hour where we talk about our people, our programs, our partnerships, and we're really excited to have Mosaics of Mercy with us today. And we'll be back in just a minute. Family and community health programs provide science-based education designed to improve the overall health and wellness of individuals, families, and communities. Developed by experts and delivered locally. Topics include child and adult health, nutrition, child care, financial management, passenger and community safety, and building strong families. All encouraging lifelong health and well-being for every person, every family, and every community. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone, addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information. Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to the Extension Hour. I'm Amy Ressler, County Extension Agent, Family and Community Health. I mentioned before we talk about health, and today we're talking about mental health. 
mental health and wellness. And so uh, this is an interesting segue. So one of the things that helps people with uh, mental health is gardening. People mm-hmm. like to garden. Yes. And we have a awesome Master Gardener Association here in Montgomery County, and they do a um, class on Saturday. So once a month on a Saturday, they will do um, these classes that they offer. So it's Saturday morning. One is 8 to 10, and the other one's 10.30 to 12.30. One coming up next, uh, March 14th is must do, should do, and don't do in your garden, you know, so to make your garden grow well. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second uh, session will be on attracting bees, butterflies, and other pollinators. And then on March 28th, we'll have our spring plant sale. So that's when people can come actually buy some plants. Some of them have been grown right there in the greenhouse and on the grounds there at the extension office. And some of them are... Um, procured from other um, places, but they are all things that we know will grow well here in Montgomery County. So that can be helpful for your mental health to make sure that that it actually grows because it can be frustrating when it doesn't grow. Um, And I'm, you know, talking about mental health lightly, kind of sort of making jokes and it's, but it really is a pretty serious topic. Um, So Mosaics of Mercy is one of those organizations, or you guys are really actually a very unique organization. I say one of those, but there's not a whole lot like you guys, is there? No, we really have we really haven't found anything exactly like us. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been kind of researching that and looking around the United States. I think that there, you know, there's different versions of maybe maybe helping people navigate resources or something like that, but. There isn't, we haven't found anything quite like our model. Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit more. So what are your current plans for Mosaics of Mercy? What are you guys, what do you do? <laughs> well, around resources, one of the things that we're doing is as, you know, we've grown and gotten, you know, take more calls and things like that. And also all the resources that we give are resources that we've either toured or, you know, we had a phone interview with, um, you know, we have a process that we follow to, we really want to have a relationship um, with those resources that we're giving because that helps us explain it to the people who are calling and helps Mm -hmm. them feel more comfortable. And then it um, also, you know, allows us to navigate because we have that relationship with the providers. And so um, as we've gotten more and more, we need a better way to, you know, keep a system of that. So we have been working actually with the task force um, in collaboration with them about um, looking for a database and a way that not only we can keep track of those resources internally, but really make that more accessible to the community. Because oftentimes, you know, doctor's offices or, you know, other community organizations have the same struggle with navigating resources as individuals do. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of work to stay on top of, you know, who's taking insurance or, you know, what support groups are being offered, because those kinds of things rotate a lot. And so um, being able to have one central place that keeps that information updated will then help the entire community be able to better help everyone navigate. And so that's one of the projects we're working on is getting funding for that database. Mm -hmm. It's not cheap, right? Yeah, (laughs) it's not cheap. And, um, you know, it is, I mean, it is a lot of work just to maintain and keep those resources up to date. Mm -hmm. Because they they can change a lot. They change a lot. I mean, if you think about it, like uh, the individual counselors, they'll do support groups that run, you know, about, you know, six weeks and then that stops. And then maybe later on they'll do something else. So you're, I mean, you're constantly trying to keep up to date on, well, what is that? And then, 
um, being able to plug people into it. So being able to have a system that keeps everybody up to date and then so everybody's then not calling all the same, you know, counselors too and spending time they could be spending with patients trying to get that information. So, right. um, so those are some of, that's the big thing we're working on in the resource department. And then also, you know, getting other, basically we say navigators, people that can, you know, help take those calls and help people navigate. Um, so that's it on the resource side. And then on the podcast side, we um, were very thankful to get um, a grant from Montgomery County Community Foundation to help us um, with the initial part of this year and moving our podcast to weekly. And so what we do is we'll interview, I'll interview a mental health professional on a topic, and then the next week I'll share a story of host, interview someone with their own personal story of hope, mm-hmm. because we know both things are important. Yeah. It's important to have the you know, more educational type information, like we talked about looking for signs and things like that. But then it also is encouraging to hear how people actually navigated that issue for themselves. Right. And I think the idea of a podcast is just is, is excellent. Um, one of the things about mental health is it is it can be difficult to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very deeply personal. And that experience um Again, it's a very personal experience, and so you may not want to just, like, go talk to somebody in person or tell somebody, even if you know them well. It Sometimes it can be something that's difficult to talk about. So you could listen to a podcast in the privacy of your own home or car or wherever right. it is that you listen. And um, like you said, get, get good information, but then also hear about people who have also been through those same types of experiences and see that how they got through it and, and helped it so I think that's a great a great thing that you guys are doing. Well, and I think that audience-wise, it's definitely individuals who may have a struggle, but it's really good for anyone because we all know somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, in our lives, or we never know when we're going to encounter something or our children are going to ca- encounter something, so it helps us be prepared to navigate that. Mm-hmm. But what we've also found is physicians and even other counselors in the community may not know what the other counselors have going on in their practice. Like I've, you know, talked to them and they're like, oh, I didn't know she did that. You know, so it's a great way too for um, the professional side to really know in a deeper level what's going on in the community and what they could, you know, be offering and connecting people to. Yeah. Um, So again, that podcast is called Hope Pieced Together. Yes. And how do people find that? So they can find that on our website, mosaicsandmercy.com. Um, or iTunes, Google Play, any major podcast player. Um, and then they can subscribe, and then that gives you automatic updates. They come out on Tuesday mornings, usually at 5 a.m. And then um, I try also on social media, then we will try to do um, resources at the end of the week, usually on Fridays, that correlate with the podcast. Um, we have resources available on our website, but it's just another way to highlight things maybe specific to whatever that topic is of the week. All right. So give us an example. Like what was the most recent one that you guys did? Um, so the last two weeks have been on sex and pornography addiction. And so we had a counselor that specializes in that. And then actually a couple who told their story and they have a local support group. So they shared their story about that. But we've had eating disorders. We've had um, addiction issues. We have next week is perfectionism and anxiety. Uh, we've had counselors that are, you know, talking about navigating parenting. 
We have, um, I mean, there there have been all sorts of, um, Judge Mack talked about the Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Mm -hmm. Task Force in the community. And so there's all sorts of different topics that really, and all of them, even I, I know when I say the sex and pornography addiction, but even that one, they talked about, um, you know, just healthy sexuality and talking to your kids and um, navigating that as church members and all sorts of different things. So it, you know, really it still applies to anybody, even if they don't have that struggle. Right, right. So you don't have to like, you know, whatever right. the topic is, that doesn't necessarily have to speak to you directly. But like you said, everybody, we all know somebody, one in five yes. are affected by mental illness. So there's like lots of, um, yeah, (laughs) very broad applicability for all of those. Um, And as you mentioned, it's podcast, so you can listen to it whenever and there's Mm -hmm. lots of um, platforms to do that. It's kind of like our extension hour. We we talk about good things, good things too, but it is, uh, we're we're podcast as well. So you can listen back on YouTube and uh, all of those uh, types of things. So you also mentioned that you guys have some great plans in the works. So we have the plans as far as the resources. One of the other things we've been, um, we really hope to work on this year is getting our hearts out into the community uh, so that they're recognized. Uh, We've had stories of people seeing them in different businesses and things like that and being reminded of, oh, I can actually call them for help. Like um, one person in particular was on her way to get her nails done and she got a call from her college-aged daughter and her daughter was struggling and um, you know, immediately as a parent, usually start to the pan, you know, panic anytime your child's in a struggle. That's just usually kind of our, a lot of us, that's her automatic reaction as a mom. And so she um, walked into the nail salon and saw all that heart sitting there and was like, oh, wait, I have some, I have someone I can call that can help. Um, and actually the daughter was in college somewhere else. But we were, you know, able to, with through some of our connections, able to help that mom navigate and, and get her daughter where she needed to be. And, and so that really taught us the importance of, you know, having that symbol out in the community, reminding people, okay, you're not alone and there is a place to call, you know, to help you walk mm-hmm. this out. And just to clarify, I love that you said, Get our hearts out in the community. Oh, yeah. So, and you mean literally the mosaic The mosaic hearts. hearts. Yes. But no, I mean, I think that that's a lot of what you're doing just with your organization too, you know, metaphorically putting your heart out into the community um, because that's really what we need. Our society can use a lot more heart yes. and love in the community <laughs> for sure. Okay. Um, so you guys also do the, the workshops. So the hearts come yes. from those so the workshops. the hearts come from the workshops and the workshops are available we our physical location is in magnolia or the back of the woodlands at like 2978 and 1488 and so we have three workshops throughout the month that are just open um, for people to sign up on our website and there's one during the week one on a weeknight and then one on a saturday throughout the month and then the other ones usually are events that people are you know calling and scheduling where they're bringing a whole group together and that's either at our location or we, you know, go out like we were doing the Conroe ISD mentor program yesterday. So we'll go out into the community and do those workshops as well. Um, but anybody who wants to experience them when they come to us um, on those regular times, it's just available at a donation. We never want, you know, price to be an issue. And so they get to start a heart, finish a heart someone else has made and take a heart because part of the process is, you know, of healing for anyone is sharing their own story with someone else. And so that's part of the healing process is sharing your story. And then someone receiving that heart, knowing someone, you know, 
provided that for them. And mm-hmm. so it's that continuous loop of community, which is what we're really trying to help build. Yeah. And so if people want to, are interested in these workshops, they can find out about it on, on your website. mosaicsofmercy.com, okay. yes. And then also your Facebook page. Uh-huh. So I, Facebook page and Instagram, um, we regularly post um, either we do stories of hope on there, we um, share our podcasts, we post about our mosaic workshops, and we'll also do resources in the community. I uh, have been, I, I discovered Mosaics of Mercy on Facebook, <laughs> and I've been liking lots of stuff, and I recently got a notification that I'm one of your top fans, and I could get a badge. Oh, so, well, I know. Nice. Yeah, very, very cool. So, um, because, like I said, I do think that you guys are doing great work, and I am, so it's important that people know that that is one of the resources that um, we have here in Montgomery County. Montgomery County is growing so fast, changing mm-hmm. so fast. It's I can imagine that it's really difficult to keep up with all of those resources and all the changes that happen with that yes there's a lot I mean we have a lot we do have a lot of great resources all the way from I mean we have psychiatric hospitals we have treatment centers for addiction treatment we have um, counselors and you know plenty a lot of support groups but sometimes it's just hard to find them if you don't know exactly what you're looking for right right and I and if if you if you are the one in um, need it can, life can be overwhelming at that point too, mm-hmm. and it's it's difficult to even. Well, it's hard to make a decision, and I mm-hmm. think that when you get on the internet, there is a lot of that information out there. But what happens is kind of what I call analysis paralysis in my life. Like right. you start looking at all these things on the internet, and then you're like, well, how do I know which one is the right one? And you know, it just gets really mm-hmm. overwhelming, and so. What we do is we will say, say you're looking for a counselor, someone's looking for a counselor, then we will identify three that are taking patients if, um, you know, maybe it's a certain insurance there someone's wanting to use or, you know, dealing with, you know, your specific issue. And we know that that's their area of specialty. So we'll help narrow that down to three and then, you know, encourage you to call and ask questions yourself to Mm -hmm. find out which of those three is the right fit. So, and then if none of those work to call us back, but we never want to say, oh, well, we know what's best because we, you know, everybody's unique and what speaks to one person may not another but we try to help simplify it and then reduce those barriers of calling and hearing well no I'm not you know taking patients or those kinds of things that really prevent people from getting the help they need yeah and I would think that that is one of the benefits of you um, the founders all being through those types of situations because you know if you haven't been through that you may not realize how important that really is yeah it definitely helps to have the the personal piece of it Mm. and so to be able to speak to that and I think that that's you know been something maybe unique about me as a nurse is just that you know not only do I have the professional knowledge it's just it's something that I've walked out both myself and as a parent and um actually at the end of March I'll give a plug to the conference um it's called the equip conference at Stonebridge Church Mm. and it's a two-day conference um it's March 28th and 29th, but it's at the end of March. And um, both my husband and I are speaking together Mm -hmm. on the Friday night, talking about as parents and then both of us navigating our own personal (laughs) mental health journey Mm -hmm. and then um, what that, you know, also looks like when you have a child who's struggling. And then um, on Saturday, I'll be talking about navigating mental health resources for the family and also speaking on a panel. But there's some great counselors 
really good information um, available at that conference. We're going to look up the information because I know it's, uh, that's what has been shared with me as well. So we will look that up and uh, we will let everybody know as soon as we come back. So that's a good hook to come back after the break. Awesome. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, how to identify when someone is in crisis and what to do. Um, so we're going to be back in just a few minutes. You are listening to the Extension Hour right here on Lone Star Radio and we'll be back. You're going to need me. You're going to need us. All of us. You're going to need our help with your water, your air, your food. You're going to need our determination, our compassion. You're going to need the next generation of leaders to face the challenges the future will bring. And we promise we'll be there when you need us. Today, 4-H is growing the next generation of leaders. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are removed from their home because of abuse and neglect. And we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Culture. And welcome back to the Extension Hour. We're talking with Sherry Burkhardt of Mosaics of Mercy. And before we went to the break, you had mentioned this awesome conference that's coming up at Stonebridge Church. And so there was a little bit of a question about the date. So it's called Equip, E-Q-U-I-P. So it is a conference for parents um, shedding light on anxiety and depression. And that is scheduled for... March 27th and 28th, 2020. Um, There is a charge for that. So the cost per ticket is uh, $40, but that includes all large group sessions, breakout sessions, lunch provided. Um, Tickets are available at gostonebridge.com slash equip conference. So that's Stonebridge Church. So G-O, go, Stonebridge, S-T-O-N-E-B-R-I-D-G-E.com. So if you want to find out more information about that and uh, register, that sounds like it's going to be a very helpful and useful conference there. Um, Because, yeah, parenting is hard. Yes, parenting (laughs) is hard. And, you know, sometimes sometimes life is is hard. And, you know... I use humor as a deflection, right? So when I'm like stressed or whatever, and I have a very dry sense of humor, and so sometimes it doesn't come off very good. So sometimes I'll just make jokes, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it is, um, it's a serious thing, and it is, um, it is a real thing. And um, 
So people may sometimes be wondering, you know, am do do I need some help or does someone that I love need help? I and mean, how do you know when you get to the point? And then this is the question that comes up, you know, I think often for a lot of people, how do you know when you're to the point where you need intervention or you need help or you need to take it one step further? Like let's can we just talk a little bit about that? Yes. <laughs> That's what you do, yes. right? So you know, it, I mean, it can be different for every, you know, there's so many different mental health situations, but I think one of the things, and it was actually a 16 year old who said it to me that other day when she was explaining what, um, how she told her friends that she you know, was going to counseling and, and they asked her why, like, why are you going to counseling? And she's like, because it helps with life. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, I think that that, you know, was a good answer. I mean, the, t- the time to go is when you're questioning, do I need to go to counseling? Mm-hmm. Because I think our tendency, like the statistic I said earlier, is to wait, you know, to think, oh, no, it'll get better. Oh, I've got this or you know, whatever it is, those, you know, things that we tell ourselves and end up waiting 10 years. And at that point, we wait until there's a crisis. When if maybe we would have gotten the tools earlier, then, you know, that would have helped. And I think that um, I took call in the emergency room um, at Texas Children's for a little while. And one of the things that I would do when I talked to the kids would be that, you know, if they come in and they're struggling with something, you know, it's not, it may not be a mental illness, It may just be that you don't have the tools for whatever that situation is. And Mm -hmm. so when we find ourselves, you know, as adults or maybe even watching, you know, our kids and thinking, I really don't know how to handle the situation. I mean, that's a good time to go and get counseling because, you know, if we wait until that moment where our child is to the point where they're saying, you know, I I can't take it anymore, not going to, you know, and they're considering maybe harming themselves, which is what the task force is focusing on, Mm -hmm. is how to reduce that suicide rate, you know, a lot of times then that's going to be so much more of a drastic intervention that it would have been if you would have gone, you know, at those first signs of, hey, I really don't know how to navigate this. Um, So that's one of the signs. I mean, other things we'll start to see are people withdrawing from, you know, friends, withdrawing from activities that they, you know, used to get pleasure in. Um, maybe a change in appetite. Sometimes for some people that may be eating way more than usual to stuff the feelings. And then for some people that's really losing their appetite and maybe starting to um, lean, like in my experience, towards an eating disorder. Um, Usually with that, you'll also start to hear a lot of signs of people talking, you know, about their body and uh, their body image and um, just making a lot of comments around that or getting really strict with their food. And Um, then some of the other things may be people just, um, continually talking about, you know, feeling hopeless or discouraged. Those are always definitely signs that you want to pay attention to. And anytime anyone, you know, mentions that they're thinking, you know, they don't want to live anymore or they're, you know, they don't want part of their story to go on anymore, then that's something to take seriously, I know that one of the things that I often hear, um, maybe when I'm speaking to different groups, is, well, how do you know that that's not just a cry for attention? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a cry for attention, and you need attention. They need attention. Mm -hmm. Um, Regardless of if they're serious or not, you just don't want to take that chance. And so um, the best thing to do, you know, is to go ahead and pursue help. 
and there are different ways to do that in a crisis. I will say that Mosaics of Mercy isn't your crisis call number. Like we are the one that can help you navigate counselors and things like that, but because we don't operate 24 hours a day mm-hmm. um, and we don't, we're not there on the weekend, you know, we're not the one you would call in a crisis that, you know, you are going to want to pick up your phone and call 911 or call the, you know, crisis hotline or go to your emergency room. Um, but the psychiatric hospitals in the area, they will, if you go there, you know, they will do a free assessment, you know, if you're concerned about, you know, something concerned about your child, concerned about a family member, you can go just for an assessment for them to, you know, someone else to put eyes on that situation and see what they think. And um, then there's also, you know, that happens, you know, in our emergency rooms, they have mental health people that will come in and do an assessment, not just that your emergency room staff, but usually they have some kind of team that um, is organized to do that and, you know, help figure out maybe what next steps would be. So there's lots of different options in that, but I think um, the important thing is to take a step and to do something. So, um, I just covered a whole lot of a whole lot of different symptoms, but I think you know usually like if you're dealing with a child, you start as a parent, you st- kind of start to get that inner knowing that okay something's off, and so that's a time to start asking questions. But one of the things that I we've learned in our family is it's important to be having those conversations all along, because then the kids are comfortable having it when you you know need to have it. So if you've never talked about feelings or never talked about a struggle before, to suddenly talk about it when there is a big one may not be something they easily know how to do. But if it's something we're, you know, routinely doing when we sit down and talk about our day and, you know, say, you know, maybe feelings we had or things going on, it's going to be easier for them to feel comfortable coming. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times kids feel really worried about disappointing their parents. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's a frequent thing we'll hear is, well, I just, I didn't want to bother him. I didn't want to disappoint them. Um, and that's because, you know, they just, that's not something that's normally, maybe they don't hear their parents voicing, hey, I had a rough day. Or, you know, so they don't want to be the one in the family to, you know, do that. Right. And different things like that. And when you're talking about um, parenting, um some, there's a lot of adults that can struggle with the way they were brought up mm-hmm. and maybe there were some dysfunctional things or maybe it just was maybe not, we just didn't talk about those kinds of things. And so they think that when they parent their children, they, they have to do the same thing. They don't always um, know that they can kind of change and talk about feelings. And so sometimes that can be difficult as well. So I mean, what would you say to a parent who's thinking, oh, I don't want to show that I, you know, I need to be the strong one. I don't want to, you have advice for that? <laughs> well, I think, you know, there's even um, our fam, which one of the things that um, one of my children says about our family is that we were playing that, que- we play that sometimes that question game at dinner. You know, you can buy those boxes mm-hmm. of different questions and we were doing that and it said, what's one thing that's, you know, unique about your family. And <laughs> my child was like, we know more about mental health than anybody. <laughs> so, but, you know, we would, there are different games out there. So even if you don't want to do it, like maybe you don't feel comfortable yeah. talking about your, how do you feel? Yeah, how do you feel? So maybe, you know, you find different games or, or things like that. There's something called iGrok, um, G-R-O-K. That's like different cards, but it's things that you can play where you can just, 
talk about feelings in a different, you know, but it's not quite so serious of sitting down quizzing each other, you know, but to just get people, get your kids, get you used to, you know, being able to even identify, yeah, well, yeah, I kind of feel sad today or yeah. things like that. Yeah. So emotional intelligence is a huge thing everywhere. I mean, even, so, you know, we're talking about families and, you know, people can kind of think, oh, emotional intelligence is only for that, like, touchy-feely stuff. But even, like, in, in business, emotional intelligence is one of those skills that a lot mm -hmm. of employers are looking for because who do you work with? People. people. <laughs> yes, and people have feelings, even if they don't like to express that they have feelings or, or whatever. So just kind of working through that can be, can be a challenge. So people that are accustomed to expressing their feelings, but for those that are not accustomed to doing that, it's, um, there's a lot of benefits to, to doing that. Yes. I mean, it hel it helps in the workplace for sure. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, I think the thing about expressing feelings and identifying that is it leaves us all feeling vulnerable and exposed. <laughs> and so that's a lot of times why we don't want to do that. Um, but at the same time, those tools are the ones that really help us navigate relationships. And yeah. in the workplace, we have usually have to work with people unless we're working alone for some reason at home. Right. So um, learning, you know, it can help us as adults, but it then also us modeling that helps our kids know how to do that as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's easy to say. Sometimes it can yes. be more difficult to do, and, you know, sometimes it's more difficult than others, and all of that's just normal. Right. Because um, I think another thing that happens is we think we feel abnormal. If it's something that's uncomfortable, we think, oh, this is not like it should be. But... Um, but it probably should be. So we're going to talk a little bit more about those kinds of things and um, some last pieces of advice from from Sherry, the nurse, and from Mosaics of Mercy. And we'll also I got to talk about Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force and the awesome Community Help Expo that we have coming yes. up soon. Um, but we're going to take another little break, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. So stay tuned because we've got more good stuff. Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service is all about extending knowledge and providing solutions. We do that by using science-based information to create high quality and relevant education for the people of Texas. More importantly, this outstanding education is delivered locally, right here in our county. We encourage lasting and effective change that helps our communities and our county thrive. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Second Saturday Divorce Workshop provides unbiased information to help you understand your options and move forward with your life. This divorce workshop is for you if you are contemplating divorce, in the process of divorce, already filed for divorce, or post-divorce. 
You will explore the emotional, legal, and financial aspects of divorce from professionals who have guided others through divorce. For more information on this divorce workshop, contact SecondSaturdayWoodlands.com or call 832-375-0900. Hey y'all, it's DJ Mike from Dan Simon, Texas. Join me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. as I count down the top 10 Texas Red Dirt songs that are packing the dance floor. I'll be featuring local artists and the story behind the hits, shows in the area, as well as new songs that make you want to dance. It's Dance Time in Texas with DJ Mike on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC, Conroe, Texas, or online, IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back to the Extension Hour. I'm Amy Rustler. We talk about our people, our programs, our partnerships, and today we've got Sherry Burkhardt with us of Mosaics of Mercy, and we've been talking about the great work that they're doing, and one of the ways that I came to know Sherry is through a partnership, and that partnership actually started with, um, actually, Justice of the Peace, Judge Mack, um, kind of got tired of seeing suicides, of um, presiding over suicides, and he said, we've got to do something about this. And, um, there, you know, it's, it's really interesting to hear him describe how it happened. And he was talking to one group, and they said, yeah, we think it needs to, we need to do something about this too, and then somebody else did. And um, it was just like kind of the synergy that was created. So let's do something um, to help prevent this in our community. And then when we talk about suicide, it's, you know, suicide doesn't happen in a vacuum. It is related to behavioral health. And the things we do and the way we think and how just life affects us, um, affects our behavioral health. And so they created the Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force. And um, that group has been meeting. There's like 14 work groups. Um, so almost anything that's related to behavioral health mm-hmm. and suicide prevention, there's a work group um, that's looking at that and um, thinking about how that can be addressed in our community. So um, you work on the um, resources and implementation uh, work group, and I've been helping with the um, Building Stronger Communities Mm -hmm. work group. And so that one's kind of prevention and what can we do before. And and some of the other um, work groups are also looking at that. But there's one, there's uh, pediatrics, there's crisis intervention, there's addiction, there's... um, Military veterans, first first responders, there's... um, all kinds. So like I said, 14 different ones, and I can't think of them all now. But um, so the May, in May, is coming up one year that that task force um, was formed, or like just kind of the official kickoff, because there was plenty of stuff that happened before that. So this May in 2020, they wanted to do um, something to mark that anniversary. So AgriLife also has some money through the Rebuild Texas um so as a result of Hurricane Harvey, there was some money for Rebuild Texas, and some of that was focused at rebuilding infrastructure, but also looking at how those kinds of disasters affect people and their mental health. And so there was some money that was um, available to do some type of um, awareness conference. And so um, AgriLife uh, approached the Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force to see if they wanted to do some type of event. And they said, we've already got this event planned. Let's do it together. So we have an event planned for May 19th. And we are calling that the Community Help Expo, Navigating Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention. So it will be a lot about how to... um, 
kind of what we're talking about today, but just how to nap, how to navigate all of those, that kind of type of information. So it's going to be 4.30 to 8.30. We'll have some breakout sessions to begin with. We'll also have a mental health first aid training that'll happen earlier that day, um, then some breakout sessions. And then it's really exciting. We've got a um, keynote speaker that's scheduled, and that's Kevin Hines. And he is one of the few people who have survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. And he has a very powerful story. Um, it's something that you said earlier about sometimes um, people wonder, well, somebody just, are, are they just doing this to get attention? And yes, people need attention. And part of his story, he talks about how if someone had just stopped him or had just said something to him, like, dude, are you okay? That he might have rethought what he was, was doing. So I'm not and even, He actually thought that in his mind. I've heard Kevin speak yeah. uh, a few times, but he talks about. He had said, I'm going to get on this bus and go to the Golden Great Bridge. And if someone asks me, if someone says, hey, are you okay? I won't do it. Mm -hmm. And he sat on the bus crying, you know, and nobody asked him. Someone even asked him to take their picture and, you know, but didn't say, are you okay? Yeah. So, yeah, so that makes a big difference. Yeah. It's a very powerful story. Don't want to give away all of his, yeah. all of his, <laughs> you need to come, come hear him. So that'll be at the Lone Star Convention Center, May 19th, starts at 430 or earlier, actually, for the mental health first aid. And then um, keynote will be at uh, 630. So come on out to that. We'll have some more information in, in future shows. So we've been talking a lot about people struggling, mental health, mental wellness, mental illness. What are some last pieces of advice that you have? Like you, you said 30 years sober? Yep, so I'll have 30 years in May. And um, I think that one of the biggest things that I've, you know, a lot of what I've learned has been through walking that, that journey and being part of 12-step programs. And um, so, you know, I've had a lot of experience in my personal life navigating mm -hmm. with people who are, are struggling. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things that prevents people from reaching out to others is because they feel like they have to fix it. And so I think that a lot of times we're scared to say, are you okay? Because what is that going to mean then for us when we don't really know what to do? And so I think that part of being able to ask that question to your friends is your loved one and your loved ones is knowing, okay, I, you know, I don't have to fix this myself. Yes, I might need to, you know, make that call to, you know, someone for help, someone else for help, but that's, you know, I don't have to be the one to fix it for this person. And um, so I think that, I guess that's one of the things that I just, you know, want to end with today is just that importance of if you, you know, have any feeling that someone around you is struggling, just how much help it is to reach out to them and say, hey, are you okay? Um, you need a friend? Would you like to go to coffee? Or um, one of the reasons for the mosaic hearts is because, you know, hey, you could give someone a heart. Maybe you don't feel comfortable opening up that conversation, but you're you know, could drop a card off with that heart on their front porch mm -hmm. and, you know, just let them know, hey, I know, you know, you've got a lot going on. I just want you to know you're not alone. Mm -hmm. um, things like that, that maybe if that's your comfort zone, then do that. Um, they call, a lot of times they call mental health struggles no the no casserole illness because people don't drop off things. Like they feel, they feel uncomfortable. And um, 
they just don't really maybe know what to say. And so that was really one of our reasons behind the hearts was to give people just something they could do Mm -hmm. um, and maybe even just drop in the mail if that's what they, you know, but just to be able to do something. Because it's like you mentioned, it's not just you don't flip a switch that all of a sudden you're okay or all of a sudden you're not okay. It's it's really a process. And so just taking it kind of one step at a time Mm -hmm. can make a really a really big difference and probably a bigger difference than you might realize at first. Yes. All right. So Sherry, if someone wants to find out more about Mosaics of Mercy, tell us again how to get a hold of you. So you can go to our website, mosaicsofmercy.com, and then also you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And the website gives you the option. It has our phone number, but then also gives the option if you just want to email us, um, you can do that as well. All right. And then, of course, you can always call the Extension Office, 936-539-7825. Sherry, thank you so much for being with us here today. I think that we've learned a lot, and I'm very, very honored to have you here. I think you guys are doing great work. Thank you. And we'll be back next week with the Extension Hour. Thanks. Take care. (laughs) 